Hello and welcome to the First In Football Show. I am your host, Tobias Brown. And folks, we are back with a returning guest this time. I'm joined today once again by professional tight end, the newest member of the Orlando Guardians of the new XFL, Tommy Oje. Tommy, how are we doing today, man? Doing really well. So, Excited Tom, to be back on. Yeah, I mean, we're pumped to have you back on because you, uh, like we alluded to, you are, you're in the XFL. Last time we talked to you, you were preparing for the draft. I believe you were at one of the workouts, the private ones in D.C. Mm-hmm. The last time we talked to you. Tell us a little bit. How did that workout go for you there in D.C.? Oh, it went well. It's most of the uh, workouts I went to, the private workouts, were kind of the same format where you do um, individual position drills just so they can kind of get a sense of how you move on the field. And then um, some one-on-one stuff and um, – then some usually like team or seven on seven uh, routes versus versus just the defense. So, yeah, they they all went all went pretty well, and that was generally the format of of each of them. So you you talked about the routes. You were running routes as a tight end, but if you know maybe folks didn't tune into the draft, you were not drafted as a tight end. Uh, Orlando took you on the specialist round as a long snapper. Was that something you anticipated happening? Have you ever long snapped before? Yeah, I, I long snap too. Um, it's been something that I've been working on a lot more lately. Um, but I think uh, part of that is just being able to do multiple things and fill multiple roles for for the team, whether that's playing a little bit of fullback Y and then also helping out in special teams. So especially with the, the smaller rosters that the XFL has, I think it's important to be able to do um, a number of different things on the field. So when the draft happened, you know, for folks who weren't familiar with the format, they did the skill position. So the first day they actually assigned quarterbacks to each team. Second day was skill position. So the wide receivers, tight ends, and running backs had multiple rounds just for them. Were you expecting to go in that round, or did you know, hey, there's a chance I may get to the open or potentially the specialist? Yeah, I was definitely hoping to to go in that that first round or that first uh, set of rounds there. Um, but when I didn't, then, then I kind of just had to reset, you know, uh, focus on the next day. And I uh, figured I, I still felt good about about getting picks, even though, like, the hope was to go on the first day. But you know, either way, I get a shot in training camp and a uh, chance to prove myself again. When the draft was going on, what's what was that like? You know, we hear guys in the NFL talk about how, like, all oh, teams are calling me saying, hey, if you're here, we're going to pick you. Did you have anything like that? Or was it, were you a lot like the rest of us having to refresh the page periodically? Uh, the, on the first day, yeah, that was, I was just kind of watching and uh, refreshing and listening to a, a number of different people who were kind of live streaming it. Um, and then the second day, the morning of, I, one of the Orlando coaches called me and just said, like, just letting you know, you were gonna if we if if we get the chance we're gonna take you today so don't stress about it too much so you're gonna end up on someone's team today so um that kind of put my uh like mind to ease a, a little bit on the second day knowing I wouldn't really have to worry about it too much so the second day was a lot um more relaxed than the, the first day where it was more of like let's see you know where I could end up anywhere I don't really know what the case is going to be here so you know, and Orlando was one of those teams the first time we had you on that you had alluded to. You had talked to them. Um, there was some mutual interest. 
had you zeroed in on Orlando as a team like, hey, I would enjoy going there. You know, for folks who don't remember, you were a part of the fan-controlled football, had a lot of success there, and the running joke right now is Orlando is basically a fan-controlled team because a lot of guys from fan control landed on Orlando. So was that a team that you had circled as like, hey, I would love to go there? Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was definitely the team that I wanted to go to uh, the most just because my quarterback last year in FCF, I knew he was, he was going to play for him, and I had a really good relationship uh, with all the coaches at, at both of the private workouts I did for them. And, um, yeah, I just had a really good um, kind of vibe with that team. So it was definitely, it was definitely the team that I was hoping to, to go to the whole time. And I'm really happy that they were also interested in, in me enough to, to give me a uh, shot here. So are you expecting the long snap primarily there? Or are you thinking you might still run some routes and we might see those tight end skills? Yeah. Um, the OC called me uh, the day after and just let me know I'm going to fill a number of different roles. He said, just so you know, your plate's going to be full. You're going to have to know tight end, fullback, split out, uh, H-back, and still be able to help us out on special teams. So uh, he's just let me know that I'm going to have a, a lot to do there, and um, I'm definitely ready for the that as a challenge. Do you relish that opportunity? Are you excited to be able to showcase – your multitude of skills or were you kind of like ah man really wish I could have just been a tight end no de uh, definitely not wishing I could fill less roles I I, I want to be out there on the field as much as possible and be able to help the team in any way I can show show what I can do and if that that's in more roles then I'm I'm happy to help the team in any way I can did you know before we knew you know if you were following the draft, it was, like I said, you were refreshing the page a lot, but did Orlando call you before the pick was in to let you know, Hey, you're going to be a guardian. Uh, just actually just after it showed up on the screen. What so, was that conversation? Like who, who, who called you? Uh, the receiving receiver and tight end coach, uh, the one who called me earlier that day and let me know that, um, to not stress about the day. So he, he just called me let me know. He's like, told you, told you we were going to take you and we're excited to have you pretty short conversation but because I'm sure they had to they had a lot of other stuff to worry about but yeah so um it was a good convo and I, it made me feel good to be a part of the team you know for folks who don't remember after your college career hung up you went and did taxes so you go from doing taxes to playing ball in Austria to now being a part of the XFL one of the premier alternate leagues you know the rock is associated with it what was that feeling like when you get off the phone and it, everything just hits you like it, everything I've put, you know, all this work I've put in, it's finally here. I'm in the XFL. What was that feeling like? Uh, it's, it's really good, man. I, it's definitely a relief more than anything uh, because it's, it's been a lot of work put into this uh, leading up to, to that day and not just the showcases and the private workouts, but all the, all the workouts and in, in the years leading up to it. So um, it's a, it's a, it's a short lived relief though. Kind of after an hour of being really pumped, you kind of just how, now I got to make this opportunity count and, and get back to work. So it's, it's never really, uh, too long of a celebration. You kind of just gotta, um, move on and, and, and get ready for the opportunity now that it's in front of me. So, you know, this was the original, you know, the first draft, the initial draft of, the position players, and then they had a little bit of an open draft. But reports are they're going to do another supplemental draft early on next year. So what's it look like now that you're on a team, you're in the league? What's next steps for you? 
Um, I'm still just same same routine I've been on, working out as much as I can, going in um, and training with a couple other professional football players and day-to-day just uh, trying to get faster, stronger, uh, improve all my all my technical skills, blocking and, and running routes, and also making sure I'm getting in recovery every day, making sure I'm stretching um, and using like the, the massage gun I have to get ready and do it again the next day. So just preparing as much as I possibly can. I want to come into camp as prepared as possible. And so I'm, so I'm giving my best effort out there every time. Have you heard anything about when camp could be, or, you know, we talked a little bit off the air and it sounds like it's going to be one centralized location, which is a huge benefit for a lot of guys. Have they given you guys a time frame on when to be ready to go? Uh, it'll be in January, but uh, just, just uh, nothing too specific yet. They just said, we'll let you guys know in the, in the week to come uh, more details, but just, you know, uh, get, get as ready as possible and be prepared when the time comes. So how many camps did you end up going to? I know you went to a lot of private workouts. How many did you end up going to in total preparing for the draft? Um, I went to the the showcase one in Arlington where all, all eight teams were there. Uh, and then I went to one for Orlando um, a few months after, then one in D.C., then one uh, in, in Tampa that was for the St. Louis team, and then another one in Orlando after that. So I guess five workouts. You know, and your team, like I said, drafted a lot of guys from the fan control league, but a lot of names that, you know, people are going to be familiar with as well. Are there any guys on the you know roster that you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to play with that person? Is there anyone that you're like, man, this is going to be awesome? Uh, a lot of guys. I mean, all, all of my uh, teammates from FCF that are that are on the team are all great dudes. And I'm really excited to be playing alongside those those guys again. Um, I worked out with a a couple of the other guys that are our names on there. Um, so yeah, just excited. Honestly, all the guys that I've met that are, that are on the team are great guys. So I think it's going to be a great team camaraderie and uh, we're all going to get along well. You know, and a lot of people have asked is the XFL a sustainable league? Is there enough talent to go around? There were guys in that league getting drafted like Vic Beasley, who was an all pro, you know, Martavis Bryant, who put up big numbers with the Steelers. So what would you tell people who are asking like, Hey, is there enough talent for multiple professional leagues to play at a high level? What would you tell people? Yeah, absolutely. I would, I would say that there's a lot of, a lot of guys out there besides the even recognizable NFL names, guys that haven't got a shot in the NFL yet that that can play at a super high level. And I, I'm excited for the more of the world now to see, see those guys that haven't gotten the big time shot yet. I think a, a lot of people are going to be turning heads had some players in the XFL this year, and I think hopefully a lot of them are um, guys on our team. You know, and one thing that, you know, people when the USFL came out, a lot of people were surprised at how many big Division One guys were in that. You know, there weren't a lot of small school guys. In the XFL, there is a ton. Yourself, obviously, D3. Uh, Heidelberg, who's an OAC school, we cover that conference a lot. They had a receiver get drafted. Multiple NAIA guys get drafted. Were you surprised to see a lot of small school guys getting love from the XFL or was that kind of the feeling that, Hey, the XFL is really going to give a lot of us a shot. Yeah. I, I, uh, I definitely felt like there's going to be more small school guys getting a shot uh, just based on the, the format leading up to the draft in the USFL. I, they might've had uh, workouts before leading up to it, but none that I ever heard of. So um I'm in that case, obviously guys are going to skew towards guys who have had experience at higher levels, 
because they're not seeing um, the guys who've been at smaller schools like directly compared to them. So uh, the XFL and the way that it was set up with all the showcases and the private workouts gave a chance for um, guys who have been grinding for that next big opportunity, even from smaller schools to go out there and show, you know, this is what I look like compared to guys that have been at bigger schools and, and all that. So, yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely think that that format definitely helped guys um, who are coming from small situations to, to get the big opportunity. When you, you know, left the tax world, you went over to Austria. Did you ever imagine you'd be playing in a league that was owned by Dwayne, the rock Johnson? Um, no, I guess I, I didn't really uh, think that far ahead. I kind of, once, once the, the season started going in Austria and I was like, wow, I feel like I can play at a higher level than this and maybe the highest level, I, that's when kind of I, I reset to not just think about playing over in Europe, but trying to play at the highest level I can in the United States. And um, I didn't think, like, I'm glad this league's around, but I, I did not foresee uh, that coming in the future, I guess. It's, it's kind of nice the way things have worked out, but yes, it's, uh, it's a beautiful thing. You know, and we talked a little bit about you playing in Austria last time, but we didn't get into it much. Since you've come on, we've had a lot of guys. We, we of course, had Sean Shelton, who was a longtime quarterback in Austria there for the Swarco Raiders. Very good team in the AFL. We've covered the Vienna Vikings, another, you know, great AFL team. And I, I want to get your perspective as a guy who played in Austria, and that's what springboarded your career now to where it is in the XFL. Can you give people a little insight into what the football is like in Austria compared to what you're seeing now as you get ready to join the XFL? Uh, just like talent wise or the scheduling of all of it or just more talent wise. Yeah. So uh, there's definitely really good athletes in uh, Austria and all the across all the European countries. I think one of the biggest differences is just um it's not the most popular sport. So maybe not all the athletes that are in football are starting out in football from the time they're young. Probably a lot of them had played soccer until they're uh, like 15 and then they switch over to football. So the develops, the development is not quite as deep as it might be in America, but there is a lot of really good athletes. It's just right now, football is not the main focus in Europe. And I think uh, one thing that is kind of changing over there is the sports growing over there year over year. So, I think in the future, we'll probably see even more um, talent from Europe come over and play in America in, in these alternative leagues and the NFL as well. You know, we recently had David Pindell on who's playing professionally in Japan, but he was a quarterback there in fan controlled last year. And he talked about the adjustment that it took to go from the indoor, smaller field, kind of a different environment back out to the outdoor. Was there any, you know, adjustment for you going from indoor back to outdoor or was it pretty much just same old, same old? Uh, I will, it's not much of an adjustment uh, for me just because most of the stuff we do is kind of interior anyways, blocking and a lot. Uh, we didn't run as big of a route tree in FCF just because the field's smaller, but um, that, it, it still wasn't much of a transition getting uh, back outside because all in the off season, I train routes, not on the small field, but on the big field. And that's what I've been used to my whole life so it, it really is not too much of a transition and I think that it, it's gone smoothly so far you know and we, we alluded to you were a d3 guy uh at a d3 powerhouse program there at St. John's how'd you guys end up finishing up this year I last I saw you guys were like one of the top ranked teams in the country but I didn't notice did, did it end up being a good year for St. John's did you pay attention much 
Yeah, yeah. So um, St. John's uh, is still playing there. They'll be in the second round of playoffs here this upcoming week. Uh, they won their first round playoff game pretty handily. And I think they have a they have the one seed. So they'll have a home playoff game to maybe at least the semifinal. And then um, they the t- other top team in their uh, quadrant got beat Whitewater in the first round. So St. John's has, has got a good uh, good route to get to the championship game and win a national championship this year. They just got to take care of business. And I know a decent amount of guys on the team and all the coaches still. And I think they feel feel pretty good about it. So um, they just you know if, if they go out there and execute, they're, uh, they got a good chance to bring home uh, some hardware this year. I'll root for them all the way to when they run into Mount Union. Then, uh, oh, then, I, then I might have to switch my allegiance there, you know. <laughs> Mount Union had that nice uh, opening round playoff, fifty-one nothing shutout. So that was not not a bad day at the office either. Yeah. So you you talked a little bit off the air, you know, about who you root for in the NFL. But being a professional athlete, we've asked this to several college guys, but now being in the XFL, how much time do you have to really tune into NFL games, and are you really paying attention to them as much now? Uh, yeah, I'll watch at least one game on Sundays. I won't sit down and watch the whole slate like we did in in college we would just we get done with our game saturday and sunday everyone's just chilling on the couch watching the whole day of football uh i'll watch a game you know i I still like to just you know watch see when i watch i'm pretty much watching the tight ends a lot of the time or watching what the defense is doing i I don't really watch it that much as just like enjoyment is more of like uh picking up small things but yeah so i I'm, i'm watching games most sundays you know, you alluded to watching for enjoyment. You told me you're a Broncos fan, so there, there can't be much enjoyment even if you're trying right now. Well, they're they're a fun defense to watch. The offense has been struggling a little bit, but the def- that defense is probably top three in the NFL, in my opinion. So, is Nathaniel Hackett the guy for you guys, or are you thinking maybe a coaching change after this year? Well, I think he he's he's early in his career. He's got a lot more time to to prove himself. So I want to get back to the XFL. You know, we talked about some of the big names that are associated with it, but there's also a lot of big name coaches, Heinz Ward, Rod Woodson, Terrell Buckley, you know, Anthony Becht, Bob Stoops. What are you most excited about having that kind of elite coaching just to be able, what, what excites you most about that opportunity? Uh, just that these guys have, these guys have seen some of the best athletes in the world and played at the highest level. So they know what it takes. And, um, I'm excited for them to, to pass some of that knowledge down to us as much as they can. And um, I think whenever you have the chance to have conversations and be coached by, by someone who's seen what it takes to get to the highest level, that's always a great opportunity. Have you ever been to Orlando before, or will this be your first time there? Uh, I went there for the workout about a month ago. And then we went there as a family when I was eight to go to Disney uh, World. So. I've been there twice. <laughs> so is the game plan to go to Disney World again once you get settled in? Yeah, hopefully uh, I'll make a visit there, hopefully after we win an XFL championship. Hey, I'm expecting that. I'm expecting you to yell that after the XFL title. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I got to ask you, too, because, you know, we've talked about your story and just the perseverance you had of being away from the game, coming back to it and where you are now, you know, I want to ask you to kind of talk to some people, you know, talk to young kids, you know, specifically the high school age that we've talked about before. And what would you tell them that they can take away from a story like yours and just in general about not giving up? If you could tell a kid who maybe is like on the fence on if he's going to give the game up, what would you tell them about maybe continuing and keeping going? 
yeah, just that at 17 years old, you're not at your absolute peak. So uh, just keep grinding, putting in the work every day, making improvements every single day. And even at the, if at the end of college, you're probably still not at your peak. So if you want to keep going, you still got the desire. Um, that's just the most important thing to keep that, that desire and, and keep working and getting better every day and do it for as long as you can, because uh, I've seen what the day-to-day -day life of office works like and playing football is a lot better. So um, just it, as long as you can keep doing it, keep doing it and outwork everyone and you'll have no regrets at the end of it. Have you ever played a nationally televised football game or will these be your first ones? Uh, FCF was nationally televised uh, and we had games that were Aust nationally televised in Austria, but uh, not on not on a network like ESPN um, or ABC. So I don't I don't think any of our college games were. We had Sports Center at one of our doing the pregame show at one of our college games, but I don't think that the game was on ESPN. Does it change at all? You know, some guys say like, hey, it's just another day at the office. And some guys will acknowledge like, hey, I'm on TV. Like, does that change for you at all? Or are you just like, hey, football's football? Uh, I think maybe it would like it's going to be in your mind before the game. But as soon as the first snap hits, uh, there's too much other uh, too many other things to focus on to to even have it be in your mind at all. So uh, once the game gets going, it's it's you're worried about what you got to do on your assignment. And how am I going to get open this play? Uh, what defense are they going to drop into here on, the, on my route? And there's too many other things to focus on to, uh, to, to start thinking about the game being on TV or who's all watching. Did you follow the XFL back in 2020 when it was, you know, making its resurgence? Did you follow it at all back then? Yeah, I think I watched a, a couple games, but I didn't follow it uh, super closely. It was more just like it, it was on TV, um, just kind of tune in when, when, when it was going on, but I didn't have like a team I, I was cheering for, just kind of, kind of watched it as it, as it came along. Is there any team you're most looking forward to playing against? Is there anyone you're like, man, that's going to be a real, real fun game to go up against? Uh, I haven't thought that far ahead. I'm mostly just worried about, you know, getting into training camp and, and making the team because they still got to cut a number of guys. So I'm, I'm more worried about just, you know, performing as well as I can at the start and then, once the game games get there, I'll take them week by week. And uh, I don't think necessarily right now I have a, a team we want, most want to face, but whoever is, you know, the best team out there, that's who kind of always who you want to face, have your best games against against the best teams and, and show you, it against you, those. You alluded to training camp and roster size. In the NFL, it's a 53-man roster, 16-man practice squad. Has the XFL released what their roster size is going to look like and – you know, can you tell us anything about what that's going to be like? Uh, I, I remember reading it online. I think it it was like, I think it was 47 or something in the high 40s. And then like a practice squad of maybe like nine or 10 guys. I think if I remember right, I'm I'm mostly guessing on, on that. But yeah, so it's, a, it's slightly smaller, which takes out a couple of different like special teams positions or back backup guys you might have and um, use a lot for different special teams. So yeah, so. Um, that's part of the reason of trying to be as versatile as possible with uh, helping out in as many roles as, as I can is just the few cuts to the, to the roster there. Do you have any like pre or post game routine that's like unique to you? Like I know some guys are like, I eat this same meal every game before every game. You got any like pregame rituals or post game rituals that you swear by? Uh, not really. And I'm, I, uh, I guess I'm trying to think if there's any, but, 
you know, just say a prayer before, uh, before you go down on the field and, and remember why I, I'm doing what I do, but nothing, nothing too specific on the field or, uh, or after the game even. So. So I got to ask you, you're from Minnesota. Have you guys got any snow yet? We finally got our first snow here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's it's the been snow? It's been snowing here for a while. We got a, we got about, uh, it's probably up to the mid shins outside or maybe a little lower than that, but it's, so it's not too awful yet, but we got, we've had snow for, for the last few weeks and it does, it's kind of at the point where it's not going away anymore. Are you excited to get away from the snow and go, go down to those sunny beaches in Florida? Yeah. I mean, a, uh, warmer climate's always cool with me. So I'm, I'm not too mad. Uh, I'm going to a warm state. Tommy, I'm so excited to see you suit up for the XFL. I want to end by, you know, kind of just, you know, same thing we always do. It's the advice to high schoolers, you know, but I want to switch it up a little bit because you already gave advice to high schoolers the first time. So I want to have you give advice just to, you know, just kids in general, high school kids in general, not just a high school football player, mm -hmm. but it, it's about goal setting. You know, for you, obviously, like we alluded to, you did taxes, you came back to football. Obviously there was a plan you had to execute to be able to get where you are today. So if you could talk to a kid, who's maybe got career aspirations outside of football, what would you tell that kid about, you know, executing a plan to get to where you want to be in life? Yeah. I just say the earlier you kind of start it, the better. I mean, there's, there's nuts, there's, there's um, no resource that is more finite than time. So uh, the earlier you can start anything, uh, the better, because you'll make improvements that other people won't by, uh, by waiting to, to start their dreams a little bit later. So, uh, if you got a goal, just go chase it, work towards it every day. Uh, and the earlier you can start that, the better. Tommy, it's been a blast to have you back on, man. We can't wait to follow, you know, your career in the XFL, see you make the roster and hopefully win a championship or two. Best of luck this upcoming season, man. And we can't wait to talk to you again. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, for sure, man. And folks, that's all we got for you guys this time. Like I always tell you guys, rate, subscribe, and review to the podcast. Until next time, we'll see you guys later. Have a good one. We'll